The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios alongside Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. It is a Talking Tuesday we're going to take your calls. Oh, yes. We're talking oh, to Cowboys yeah. Nation today. Oh, yeah. A lot of Cowboys Nation's not very happy with their 31-28 loss to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. So give us a call, 888-855-2297. And I know we normally save this for Friday. Mm, but you're about to say something with your chest. Mm. We're about to say it all with our chest. The chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get your push-ups in this morning? You yeah, ready to roll? Percolating. Oh, good. What about you? I didn't do any push-ups today. Well, get down and give me 20 right now. Give me 20 20 right now. They can't see that. Give me 20. 20. I don't care. I can see it. it. We can see it. Get down there. Oh, Oh, stop. The the people at home aren't going to be fooled. (laughs) But our listening audience, believe me. We are going to take your calls, 888-855-2297. Isaiah is actually the trainer, so it was kind of interesting for me to say one time (laughs) to him. I feel good. It did feel good yeah, on my side because right. he's usually one the like, student has, give me more. You know, I'm, I'm going to give the people out there a little tip. Okay. Next time you guys have a bet, because I don't bet on money. I don't bet with money. Mm-hmm. right? I, so next time you guys have a bet, bet push-ups, but bet on-demand push-ups. So oh, bet somebody. Drop down. Like, yeah, right drop now. down whenever whenever you say drop down, that's when that person has to drop down. Oh. It's the greatest bet ever. Like, just bet them 50 push-ups. Okay, bet. Cool. All right. Now, now it's locked in. You win. Instead of betting money, handing somebody a twenty or whatever it is. Now, when you see them in there in the middle of church service, say, "Hey, I was going to say that's, that's, that's so dangerous to play it. that with me. You save it absolutely. That's dangerous to play that with me because we'll be in Kroger on Aisle Nine, absolutely, and I'll be like, "Drop and give me 50. You will be on be the right toilet the in a Cheerios. public bathroom, right. and I will oh. be like, "Drop and give me five. Yeah. Oh. Fingertip pushups. Oh, gross. Oh, right next to the P man. You're like walking. You're walking to your seat. Drip, drip, Walk into your seat in a movie theater, and you're like, "Give me 20 and you're hopping down. You're in the popcorn kernels. Oh no, he's not gonna make you do all 50 at one no, time no, no, either. No, no, he's no. gonna spread it I'm out. Spread so it so out. You can have Absolutely. Drop down and give me two. Uh, wait, what? What? Wait, huh? Yeah, nice. Uh, that's actually a good idea, but also terrifying at the same time when you think you about make a bet, possibilities. Kyle? Uh, actually, I, I will make a bet, but I don't know what to bet on yet, but let's keep it in let's mind. It in this mind. week, we'll make a bet. Keep we'll make something chamber. happen. Dig it. All right. Well, let's do some news and notes. Let's mm. get that out of the way. Let's talk yeah. about what happened yesterday. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, all speaking to the media, John Fossil as well. Uh, and then we've got players off day today, correct? Correct. And then they'll be back at it tomorrow with a changed schedule and everything. But student news and notes, once again, give us a call, 888-855-2297. Leading with the injury report, um, the only major injury, knock on wood, to come out of Sunday's loss against Green Bay was starting cornerback Anthony Brown, left with a concussion following that first uh, Christian Watson touchdown. Um, He was ruled out immediately. He is now officially in the concussion protocol, has been since Sunday. When asked about it on yesterday, Mike McCarthy said, said that Brown, quote, unquote, definitely has a chance to go on Sunday against Minnesota. Um, I would caution everyone to understand, though, that concussion protocol is what it is, and it is more stringent nowadays mm-hmm. post-Tua. So regardless of how anyone feels, if um, if Anthony Brown doesn't clear every single hurdle in the concussion protocol between now and I'd say Saturday because he's also going to have to get at least one full practice in, then he may not go. So really touch and go on Anthony Brown this week. We'll see how that goes. But there is optimism from Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys training staff there. Uh, As far as some of the events on Sunday, you know, obviously you heard or you may not have heard Dan Quinn. uh, He was asked about the run defense. Mike McCarthy asked about the run defense. And I love what McCarthy said uh, when pressed about run D. He said, pass rush is a privilege. 
And I love that because basically what he's intimating is that you don't get to pin your ears back and go after an opposing quarterback if that team knows they can run down your throat time and time again. So uh, as furiously frustrated as he was on Sunday, he is making it clear along with Dan Quinn that this defense needs to improve on in the run capacity and defending the run. Dan Quinn, when asked, and Jerry Jones reiterated it this morning, when asked if the Cowboys have the right personnel to get that job done, uh, quickly, Dan Quinn said, absolutely. It was quick, it was unequivocal, it was succinct. And then he went on to explain why he believes he has uh, the right guys to get it done. I don't entirely disagree. I think it's just a matter of rotation, how you're moving the pieces around. And I think once the Cowboys figure that out, then, yeah, they'll get back on track. Lastly, um, that OBJ guy. Mm. Right, Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 FM The Fan was asked about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is coming off of a massive game, 150 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously had at least one key mistake that led to an interception. But for the most part, Jerry said that uh, CeeDee had the best game I've ever seen him play, end quote. Uh, when asked if that means the volume gets turned down a little bit on the OBJ uh, front, he was like, no. It absolutely does not. He said OBJ is an additive, and that's how you should continue to look at it. And then he went on to express why it's not done yet. Um, you know, But I would also say and remind everyone, free agency is a two-way street, mm-hmm. right? And OBJ has, as IRS has so eloquently pointed out, all the leverage. And he has multiple teams at the table. So reports are OBJ is looking to make a decision by the end of this month. Cowboys, if they don't have an offer on the table by now, not – I speculate that they do. Uh, they will here shortly because the interest is as high as it was prior to the loss in Green Bay. Yeah, I think I think I'm right on the same page as you. I think they've made an offer. Yeah, at least, and we don't have anything specific, or at least I don't. You may have something specific, but I don't have anything specific telling me that they have made an offer. It's just that gut feeling yeah, that the I, way that they're talking. I feel like there's something out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go back really quickly before we take our first call, but. The cornerback situation. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot of Kelvin Joseph. You saw a lot of De'Ron Bland. Uh, two guys in their first two seasons in the NFL. Of course, second year for Joseph. Rookie, De'Ron Bland. Isaiah, when you went back and watched it, how would you grade their performance? I mean, what, where, where did it stick out? Because no Jordan Lewis, no Anthony Brown. It's Trayvon Diggs and a couple youth. Valiant effort. Okay. Uh, the only thing that's wrong with valiant effort is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. Is that a participation trophy? Yeah, it's a participation trophy. I love Deron Bland. I love his game. I love what he did through camp. I love what he did in the preseason. I love what he did when he stepped in in the regular season in his first appearance some weeks back. That was a that was his hello rookie moment this past weekend. He mm-hmm. he, he got hello rookie, mm-hmm. and it was by another rookie. Speed, speed kill. <laughs> so. Speed kills. Um, one thing that was common for all those guys this past week was they weren't getting their hands on people. And I'm not sure if that's something that Al Harris was teaching them um, as a technique that they were to utilize in this particular game. But if that was the fact, then that wasn't that wasn't it. Um, not for this caliber of cornerbacks. You need if you're going to walk up there, get your hands on some guys, disrupt it, especially when you know that the gentleman across from you is faster than you. Um, make it difficult on them. They just had a rough outing. I think that they tried hard. I don't think that there is any mental errors that I was able to find um, via the film, but that's me assuming that the assignments are what I believe they are. Yeah. Um, but they just didn't get it done at the end of the day. What do you think, Pat? It's just youth. It's growing pains. You're going to have that. Um, and I would, I would caution – Anyone trying to sell their stock on Deron Bland, I think that's wildly premature. He didn't have the best game. He didn't have the worst game. But obviously he let Christian Watson get behind him. And I'm with IRS on the fact that I would have liked to see uh, them get handsy with a guy that's as fast uh, as Watson. You don't want to give him a free release because then you're really up against his speed and quickness. Uh, but, you know, Deron Bland not only had – uh, he, he he's not just been you know that training camp superstar that's not translated over. I mean, you saw what he did in the Washington Commanders game when um, Jordan Lewis wasn't able to go. He landed his first career interception. He was great in coverage. So I'd say he just had some growing pains. Kelvin mm-hmm. Joseph, 
Uh, he he made progress. He made some strides. This isn't the same Kelvin Joseph that might have played and might have gotten some snaps last season as a rookie. You've seen some development there, so positive signs. And he almost iced the game with that forced fumble uh, on Aaron Jones. Uh, Jones recovered it, but that lets you know that he's he's taking some strides. So they're going to have to take their lumps, and this is a part of the growing process. And you you hate that it had to come at Lambeau Field and and in a loss. Um, but they got to got to take the lumps sooner or later. So sooner better than later, especially if later is going to beat the playoffs because you're probably going to need – well, you're definitely going to need Deron Bland because J. Lou's not coming back this season. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Brown, you know, he's not going to be out for the entire season with a concussion. But the absence of J. Lou still creates that competition between Kelvin Joseph and Sean Wright for snaps going forward. So now you're starting to see what this this youth looks like at the cornerback position. All right, let's take our first call, 888-855-2297. It is a talking Tuesday. We're going to take a couple more calls than normal this week, and we're going to start things off where last night the Washington Commanders did you a favor. Did they? I think they did a favor. Mm-hmm. I guess it's debatable because sure now, now, so. now there's a team coming from behind sure and did. above yeah, you. I, I know there's debate there. Yeah. I think they did you yeah. a favor. You're better than the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Philly no longer uh, is uh, undefeated. Mm-hmm. They also have a chink in their armor. Mm-hmm. And they're also back to being only two games up on the Dallas no. Cowboys. So I think they did you a favor. Yeah. And out there in Philly right now, our guy Troy joins us on Talking Cowboys. Troy in Philly. What's up, my man? Hey, man. What's Yeah, this Whenever the uh, whenever we have games like last night, this is always a great place to be for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it much safer for you to, to roam the streets of your hometown. Absolutely. Um, hey, man, every time um, uh, we, we lose a game, because um, I think you learn more, more about yourself and your mistakes than you do in, in, in victories. Exactly. But every time, I, 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 every time we lose a game, man, I, I see the same thing. I see a team that's just not being smart. Um, and, and really from top to bottom, I can, I can, I can just start on, I can just start with the, you know, in the front office that I get that we're past the trade, trade, trade deadline, but like Jerry in the nineties, went for it like he went for it and we won Super Bowls Charles Haley going to get Deion Sanders whatever he went for it and that's not happening anymore we're not winning then you go to the coaches I mean I agree with you totally there like Kellen cannot get out of his way with this run game he can like he cannot get out of his way first and goal from the 10 after a turnover, you, that should have been four runs. They're not going to stop you. You you make that game fourteen to nothing with five minutes or so left in the second quarter, and you force a quarterback with an injured thumb and no receivers to throw the ball the rest of the game. And just like you said during the pregame, Isaiah, I'm taking my chances with that in that game with that player. Um, so I don't on the off the, the offensive coaching was not smart on the defensive side. DQ, I love you, man, I love you, but you're having a problem with the run game, and you drafted a big, strong, fast linebacker who could possibly help, and he's only filled for seven snaps. Mm. I, there has to be something done better than that. And then, like you guys pointed out yesterday, you have a rookie receiver who is torching you. Torching you, and you have a cornerback who is who you're going to pay a boatload of money in a couple of years. Follow this guy, make him like you said. Follow this guy to the toilet everywhere he goes. Like it's just it's just not smart. Then you get on the field, and you got your your, your receiver your receiver one, who I don't think is a number one receiver, and I didn't think going into the season he was a number one. But receiver one and your tight end running the exact same route mm. and your quarterback throwing it to him in the end zone. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's not smart to me. Then you got my last thing. Then you got after the bye, no less, you run the exact same play, make the exact same mistake that you did before the bye. 
when the bye week is supposed to be where you self-scout, make yourself better, know what you are, find out who you are, and you make the exact same mistake. And I personally think that their explanation was as bad as the mistake itself after a bye to say it was miscommunication. Are you kidding me? After a bye? That's what you guys are saying? After a bye... You guys are miscommunicating. I just, I just don't understand. This team is not smart when it's losing, and that's the part that's a problem. Now they were smart for the during the, the during the the Cooper games, Cooper Rush games, but it's like when that comes back, they go back to not being smart again. I, I just have a problem with that. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Troy, thank you so much for the call. And, I mean, he hit a lot of different areas there. But he also gets brownie points because he says he watches pregame live and he listens to talk to Cowboys every day. So, brownie points for Troy and Philly. Now, I I will say I want to go back to what he said about traveling Trayvon Diggs to the rookie receiver, a.k.a. Christian Watson, who torched you for three touchdowns. You asked Mike McCarthy that yesterday. Yes. What did he say? He basically said that the focus was to stop the run. That was the focus going in. That was the focus during the game, even over the course of the game. And the reason they chose not to start traveling Trayvon with Christian Watson is because they it would have provided while it would have provided support and coverage it would have done so in the game where in their view from a coaching staff Mm -hmm. Rodgers was only throwing it 20 or less times at that point that that was the pace of the game but while he was throwing it only 20 times he McCarthy said that he was efficient he admitted he was we talked about how Christian Watson subscribed to Twitter blue and bought the verification uh, check against the Cowboys on Sunday um, but they the Cowboys just wanted to continue to sell out and hopefully at some point stop the the hemorrhaging that was happening in the run defense and it just never happened and in doing so uh, in scheming it that way and keeping it that way and, and trying to figure out how to bottle up Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon they just didn't want to take uh, a defender out of that box and, and start traveling the guy and and I I see what he's saying but I stick to my heel, which is even though Aaron Rodgers only threw 20 times, the entirety of his production, for the most part, not the entirety, but the most of his production came from this one guy. So if you stop this one guy, let the rest figure it out. And that, that's kind of how I felt about it. But put Trayvon on this guy and then let the rest of the guys figure it out. Yeah, no, really good point. And, and what he was saying yesterday, it didn't really convince me on – not traveling it mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I, I feel like I would have put your the guy who's torching you the most. Put your guy on them, make it work. It's not like Trayvon Diggs does anything in the run defense, anyways. Well, well and real uh, quick, and what I'll say because Troy made an excellent point as well, and this is something that I brought up in talking on yesterday. This is something I actually asked McCarthy about in the press conference. Damone Clark, it it's a situation where you could have traveled Trayvon Diggs, and for that added run support, you could have had Damone Clark dropped right in the middle. Damone Clark had forty defensive snaps against the Bears, yeah, and that wasn't planned, but it happened. So he showed you some things. But he only had seven defensive snaps coming out of the bye on a week where Anthony Barr was out and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were torching you. And Damone Clark has shown from his LSU film he's a run-stopping linebacker. Downhill guy. So ask McCarthy about that, and he said, well, the plan was never to have Damone take another 40 snaps, which is fair. Um, But not a lot of clarity on how it got all the way down to seven. Yeah. So Next caller, McGee in Mansfield. First-time caller I hear. Welcome to Talking Cowboys. Man, I appreciate it, man. How y'all doing this morning? Doing fantastic. What's on your mind? I mean, so, you know, normally I'm, I'm a big fan of y'all, man. I watch a lot of the podcasts, but I always heard my man Isaiah talking about my dog, Dak. And for me, I'm a big Dak fan. been a Cowboys fan since I was born in, in 88. So, but it never he never seems to get criticized like other quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of people say he's not a lead or whatever, but it just boggles my mind how people put Justin Herbert as a lead, but he ain't even been to the playoffs. And my dog won a playoff game with Jason Garrett. So um, I just feel like, you know, on a bad game, and he put up 28 points. I mean, it's just – even at the playing field, I know we America's team got the biggest fan base, but just even at the playing field sometimes when it comes to him. So that's all I got, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh, so hang up and listen. Really, really quickly. Uh, so you're asking for more credit for Dak Prescott. That's what you're. Oh, that's yeah, what you're advocating for. Okay. I just wanted to clarify to make sure. But thank you so much for the call, McGee. We will talk to you again down the line. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't. 
I don't believe that I've ever said that Dak's not a leader. At least me personally, maybe that's what I think saying. he's saying in general. I don't okay. think he was talking about Got you specifically. Okay. Yeah, they, I don't know who says that. I think that Dak is a, definitely a leader, but I still believe that he's a play action quarterback. I still believe that he has a long way to go to improve upon his accuracy of his throws to put his receivers in better position to be able to get some yak yardage. Um, and that's that's just my thoughts on it. I think his velocity is still lacking there behind some some of the other quarterbacks that you would consider elite in this league. And there's just areas to grow. Every quarterback has areas to grow. Those are just those are some of the, the ones that he has to continue to work on. Um, but there's other things that he does really well. You know, Dak Prescott's not the quarterback you want to play against when they when he has a solid running game. He the, will torch you. The ceiling of Dak Prescott is certainly up there with the ceiling of some of the other great quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he can be that ceiling. Now, his consistency, on the other hand, that's what's the problem. You have you have drives and you have games where it's just on or it's off, and it, it goes back and forth. I mean, he's like a, a toddler with a light switch every once in a while. I'm not saying all the time. That toddler will turn it on and he'll walk away, but then they'll come back and they'll play around with it again. So, I mean, it happens from time to time where that consistency has its ups and its downs, but you got to take the ups with the downs. Everybody's got a down at some point in the NFL I think that's where people get frustrated is whenever they see more down than there has been up. And so far this season, Dak Prescott has Tampa Bay and now Green Bay, where he didn't play very good uh, against those two teams. I, I would I would argue that, um, well, number one, it's not even debatable. Career-wise, he has way more ups than downs as far as Agreed. what, he's, what he's done for the Cowboys and yep. where the Cowboys would be if he were not under center. Over the course of the you know past seven or eight years, um, and I would say that the downs are not all equal, right? So when you mm-hmm. and you make a great point about Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, uh, he absolutely crapped the bed in Week One. Tampa Bay, he, he, that that there was nothing. He just hot. hates bays. Yeah, there was, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Just doesn't maybe. like Tampa Bay maybe. or Green Bay. That's it. Mm. Or Salt Bay. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wonder how he feels about Old Bay. Salt Bay has so a restaurant. Old here Bay is seasoning. They, is that in Baltimore? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, but no. I mean, it, it's two different, two different um, types of of bad, so to mm-hmm. speak. Tampa Bay, he completely like crapped the bed. I think he'd be willing to admit that as well. Sure, he didn't crap the bed against Green Bay. His two mistakes, there were miscommunications, and I think, um, and and I agree with McGee and and, and Troy in the fact that. Coming out of a bye week, you shouldn't still be having those miscommunications. You could also argue that, again, you know, how many games back is he, right? He's not five or six games back. They still got to kind of feel it out a little bit. And this is not me excusing that away because it, it should not happen. Mm-hmm. That it just it should not happen, right? But not all bad is, is, is considered equal. Awful. Not yeah. all good is considered equal. Dak still has more good than bad. And to me, he's, he's still an elite quarterback. Not interstellar. <laughs> We're going but, back to it. I'm just I'm going to quit. I'm going to keep twisting that knife for those uh, who uh, don't understand the science. That's, here, but. that's okay. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue taking your calls. 888-855-2297. Give us a ring. We're talking to Cowboys Nation. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. Give us a call at 888-855-2297. We're talking to Cowboys Nation throughout the majority of the podcast. As always, Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. And you can give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership. Gift your super fan an annual fan club membership and a fan pack for as little as $20. Tis the season. You can learn more at DallasCowboys.com slash United. Back here with Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. Let's go to our third call of the day. Irwin in Denver, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? Good. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Well, How are you? Great. Hey, so I have like a kind of a serious question. Uh, based on what we all watched in the fourth quarter, the Cowboys were up 14 points and we were running the ball really good. Do you guys think that Kellen Moore is going to get Mike McCarthy fired because he just refused to play, um, you know, bully ball with the run game that we have? And why isn't McCarthy just insisting that uh, they play this kind of playoff uh, kind of football in these kind of games? And I'll just love the show. Thanks. Thanks so much, Erwin. Good question. Uh, who wants to start on that one? I feel like both of you would have good insight on how that works. I don't see him getting McCarthy fired unless McCarthy doesn't make the playoffs. Sure, but with the decision-making and the way that that thing kind of trickles down if in terms this, of the play calling. Yeah, if they continue on this course of not sticking to the run when it's being very successful mm-hmm. and that leads you to not getting to the playoffs, that will put him in a bad situation. Aside from that, I can't see it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll piggyback on that just a little bit and say that for the bad that you're seeing, the miscommunications – You've also seen the Cowboys now figure out how to score the football mm-hmm. right in 2022. So a lot of progress being made there. Kevin Moore just needs to be more consistent with sticking with the run. But I've also now seen in 2022 McCarthy being willing mm-hmm. to put his hand down and say, hey, hey, stop getting away from what's working. And I believe that that's going to happen again this week. Kind of a, um, a recalibration, if you will, to say, hey, you did it again. You saw what happened again, mm-hmm. so let's keep it going forward. And because McCarthy is being more influential in making sure Kellen Moore makes smarter decisions going forward, I don't think that even ultimately if the Cowboys falter, don't make the playoffs and or make the playoffs, or I should say not and or, but or make the playoffs and falter there and it ends up costing McCarthy's job, I don't know that I could lay that on the lap of Kellen Moore because McCarthy has invoked his influence um, in the play calling, not by pl- not by calling the plays, but by making sure that, you know, more often than not, the right plays are being called in the right situation. Uh, I-, I think it would just be a totality of things that didn't go well when things should have gone well. Uh, again, this is a team coming off a 12-5 and season. I predicted them to go 12-5 and this year. If they, in fact, keep to that, get to the playoffs, don't make a long run, then it's not all on Kellen Moore. It's just a totality of what was not accomplished since McCarthy had come in. So, yeah, I wouldn't drop it all on Kellen Moore's lap. And I wouldn't drop it on Dan Quinn's lap, and I say that to preface what I'm about to say now. If the run defense costs you again in the playoffs, you could argue that it would be more on Quinn than Moore, but then that becomes a whole other debate because it's the pass rush that got you 
probably got you to the playoffs in the first place. So it'd be a, a very layered conversation. To kind of uh, to back in both of your your points, for you, it would take a monumental collapse yeah. for that to even be a possibility of the firing of Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. for that to even be a thing, because yeah. you would have to not make the playoffs. And, of course, if you're not going to make the playoffs – Thus, there would be a, a monumental collapse. On your end, you're saying it wouldn't happen because by the time a monumental collapse would already have gotten there, you will have already had Mike McCarthy come down and say something yes. by that point. And it's already happened at several points thus far this season. And again, I think it's going to happen again um, this week in practice coming out of the Green Bay game. You're up 14 points and you end the game with a lot of um, not balanced pass versus rush so you really should have been hammering and maybe even though uh, Tony Pollard had a had a really good game and Malik Davis tried to get some contribution there as well I I still think this is where you missed Ezekiel Elliott his running style you missed him being able to punish those guys up front when you were up 14 points Um, so yeah that's a really good point we didn't get to hit yesterday but the fact that you can salt away a game with a guy like Ezekiel Elliott is a, a very underrated quality of his game. And I felt like this was, a, like you just said, a good opportunity for that to happen. Let's go to Philippe in L.A. out there on the West Coast in Los Angeles. Philippe, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Fantastic. How are you? Good. Um, I, I wanted to talk about mainly why aren't we talking more about our defensive line? I feel like we are able to clearly put up points but if we're not able to stop the run, especially going forward, and it's shown especially in the playoffs, I mean, it doesn't matter how many points we score, people are always going to keep it close, especially with the run. And I know Jesse's talked a lot about it, is bringing in Sa Nandiasimo. I think that's, I forget how to pronounce his first name, but mm-hmm. Sa to yeah, help with uh, defensive, like the stopping the run game. I think that's huge and is going to be our Achilles heel. Philippe, thanks so much for your call. Appreciate it. And, I mean, there's a couple options out there. I thought, at least whenever I was watching back the tape, the interior of the defensive line was very disappointing. Did he call me Jesse? No, he was saying Jesse was talking about it on Hanging with the Boys. Have you mentioned Asamoah at any point down the line? Is that who you're talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I thought you said Asamoah. No, he was. He was. He was he talking about Natomic and Sue? Have you brought? Have you said it then? No, he may have called you Jesse. I was giving him a. a I was giving him a, the benefit of the doubt. Come back, Beamer. <laughs> Philippe, get back on the line. Uh, what were your thoughts on that one? Well, my my thing is the interior of the defensive line for the Cowboys, um, particularly with Hankins there. I, I think it's, I think it's solid and improved with Hankins there. But here's, in in. Give credit to LaFleur and the Rodgers and, and the Rogers and Rogers as well. But yeah. to the I call it the Packers, the Rogers. Not that I'm wrong in doing so. No. Um, but give credit to their offensive uh, coaching staff because they scheme this to perfection. Uh, I was charting the, the first drive on yesterday. Shovel pass left to Aaron Jones. Right. Shovel pass right to Aaron Jones. Follow what's going on here. Shovel pass left to Aaron Jones. That's three edge runs, you know, alternating, right? So that's setting the Cowboys' interior defensive line up. It's basically saying we're going to stretch you out and force you to think and cover laterally. Those were the first three plays. Fourth play, direct handoff to A.J. Dillon. Yep. Fifth play, direct handoff to A.J. Dillon. These were eight. That was an A gap and a B gap run. Play number six, direct handoff to A.J. Dillon, A gap. So to this point... These are all single back sets. Play number seven was the first play they did a two running back set. So I'll compress it and say this. Stretch the left edge, stretch the right edge, stretch the left edge. Now you get the interior defensive line thinking laterally. You go A gap, B gap, A gap. And then on play number six, you put both running backs back there to really confuse them. So it was more scheme. But it goes back to the crux of the problem for the Cowboys defense, run defense, it's not the interior, it's the edges. If they can't contain and seal those edges off, mm-hmm. it's going to provide it's going to create another stress point, which is the interior of the defensive line. Tell your linebackers to help seal those edges, and I guarantee you will see improved play from that interior line. 
looking at the interior on those plays specifically, I had this written down in my my film notes. I said interior getting bullied on the first seven plays of the game. <laughs> That's kind of what I said because they did. They went inside after going in, stretching it outside, then they went right Correct. back into it. And I think at that point, like you said, it was off balance. Nobody had their footing, right. and the scheme worked against the Cowboys. However. I did have a question, and this is probably more for Isaiah, but with the way that Dan Quinn runs stunts quite often, I mean, there were times where there was miscommunication, it was a late step, they were running into each other, they were trying to twist out of it, they were doing different things, and it was all convoluted on the line of scrimmage. At some point, is if you're not able to get home on your stunt, how much does that put you behind the eight ball against the run? Quite a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're off out, balance. Yeah, you're off balance. You're getting out of your gap. You're you're expecting somebody else to fill that that void that you're leaving. The, to touch base on this outside run thing, right? And you're absolutely correct. They were stretching you outside that they can hit you up the middle. Right. Um, how do you stop outside runs? Set the edge. Not always. Okay. What's the other way? Not always. There was plenty of times where Micah Parsons had the edge, but guess what? There's a 330 pound dude that's pulling and yeah, kicking, yeah, yeah, yeah. kicking you out. So you can have the edge all you want to. <laughs> when that dude decides that he wants to forklift you, you're going. You're going like to move Bob out the way. and Diggs. Absolutely right. Yeah. So, the, so that's that's containment. That's having the edge. That's that's keeping it all inside. But what happens is you got have a lineman coming out and kicking you out. You want to be outside? Cool. Stay outside. We'll kick you out. So there's a misconception on how easy it is to stop runs. The difference is how do you stop those type of outside runs and really just constrict everything to the middle of your defense? Well, your secondary support. Your secondary run support has to come into it. I know there's a lot of conversation right now going on with the linebackers in the front seven and this defensive line. This The defensive backs of the Dallas Cowboys have to be more of a force in the running game. That I'm calling it how I see it. If you have second a secondary of cornerbacks and you have safeties that are coming down and hitting and wrapping up, hitting and wrapping up, because Donald came down a couple times and hit and got moved back by a 245-pound running back. Hit and wrap up. Shoot the knees like we saw in Detroit. Get these guys, chop them down like some dog on t- some trees. All of a sudden, teams stop running like that. All of a sudden, shoot, yeah, let's not go up the edge. Let's try to go this thing straight up the middle because the, the easiest point from point A to point B is what? Straight line. Yep. So I'm going to go straight. The secondary needs to take responsibility for the lack of run support. Mm-hmm. It would help this defense out tremendously. The, some of the best rush defenses have great corners that are willing to come up and hit. Mm. I don't disagree. Uh, I I just simply put it more on the linebackers, and it's weird for me to say this next statement because can't, I didn't think he could do any wrong. Um, but everybody has a bad day, and and though Michael Parsons tied um, for the team high with tackles, he had seven, I believe. Um, in charting the film, there were a couple of times, and, and the second play from scrimmage for the Packers is one I'll, I'll point at. It was a shovel right to Aaron Jones. That was Parsons' assignment. Everybody else had, was engaged. Right. Parsons mm-hmm. had clean. I called it cleaner. He had clean air, but he took the inside shoulder angle and that uh, that kept that freed up the outside. So all Aaron Jones did was hit the turbo button and take that outside shoulder. And that should have been a two yard tackle for a loss, but yeah. it turned into a four yard gain. Maybe if, if Parsons does make that play, maybe it early in the game makes Rodgers and LaFleur rethink their attack to rush. And they say, you know what, maybe this drive needs to turn into more of a, you know, a West Coast and go in that way. And that would have played kind of into the Cowboys' hands. But it's one of those situations. You're not going to see many mistakes from Michael Parsons. That was one. Um, But if the Cowboys' linebackers, which goes to my point, the Cowboys' linebackers, whomever that might be, and I do want to see some more Damone Clark, if they can help set those edges, if they can make sure that they take the appropriate angle when it's your guy, it's one-on-one in space, you have to make that tackle behind the line of scrimmage. That will help change the entire tone of how offenses are approaching you. Yeah, it could definitely change some things. Now, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we'll take one more call, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to turn the page. Well, we're going to laugh at the Eagles first. Oh, we can do we, that too. After the call. Would you like to laugh at the Eagles? <laughs> that make you feel better? <laughs> hey, listen, I did, I did. Can we clip that laugh? That was, it sounded like that Kawhi. Was, that was, was the like fart a that you've been holding at that the table a, for the entire <laughs> dinner, and you get to go up and walk outside was, for a minute. That was, <laughs> that's a Kawhi Leonard laugh in the corner from, from uh, Patrick Nosey Walker. Feels good. I did say they were going to stumble. I kept, I kept saying. It. There's one. And here's one. Check. There's a crack in the armor. Eh, technically, the Cowboys stumbled, too. Crack yeah, that's Dallas fair. Has. But mm-hmm. I, what, Same what, what, exact crack. Cowboys had a missed opportunity, <laughs> but 
the fact that the commanders were able to march into the link and defeat the undefeated Eagles with Taylor Heineke. And you saw Darius Slade got just that slayed by McLaurin, who is basically the son of Trevon Diggs. It just goes to my overarching point in that December is going to tell all. It's going to tell all. Not not afraid. They're missing your boy from not Georgia. Not afraid of, mm-hmm. of the old Jordan. They're missing, missing Jordan Davis. I mean, you know. In a bad way. Yep. I mean, you know. Uh, All right, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll get to you. Brandon in Las Vegas. Hold on just for a moment. We'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Two icons in one night. Music legends Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks will perform at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. Tickets are on sale now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Get yours today. Back here with Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, and there's a quote from from Ted Lasso. I was watching again because I'm getting fired up for the World Cup. I kind of started rewatching mm. Ted Lasso. When does U.S. play? Uh, next, it's Monday, I believe, yeah. is their first one. Uh, but the yeah, twentieth. The that's when this that's when it starts starts. I thought the U.S. played on the twenty first. Oh yeah, the next day. Yeah, they're yeah. in the B bracket. Uh, but I was watching Ted Lasso, and one of the quotes he says, "It's kind of like watching Billy Joel perform live; it never disappoints." And I was like, "Wow, that's timely." Because Billy Joel's coming to AT and T Stadium, so how about or that? Stevie Nicks, or Stevie Nicks, ain't that right, IRS? Mm, yeah. We started playing it. I'm going to play it again here in a minute. <laughs> what you guys? I got to wait till we get off air. We don't have a music license. I could get in a lot right. of trouble for that. All right, let's get take the call. Brandon in Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. You're yeah, on talking Cowboys. Las Vegas. Brandon, you there? Mmm. Brandon, can you hear me now? B R Andin. <laughs> I guess we lost some um, Well, let's go to Anthony in Miami. Maybe we'll get Brandon let's back Let's go to Miami. Anthony in Miami, you're on Talking Cowboys. You there? Hey, what's up, guys? What up? Hey, I woke up for y'all, man, for this one. Hey, Thank hey. God. I heard, I, heard the, um, I heard the young man say the Sue thing. Um, I called in the show because I can do the late shows now. Yes, sir. And I talked to Isaiah and Nick. And um, 
that mentioned in Dominic and Sue, mm-hmm. and I said I didn't want anybody in the trade. I wanted two free agents, Sue and OBJ. Am I mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I remember that. Am I right, Isaiah? Yep. You agree with me on Sue, but you was like the OBJ. You don't know pretty much on that. Correct. The reason I wanted Sue because Sue, what he supplies and brings to the run defense. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, Patrick, they may run on the outside, but Sue. The, the the way that Sue plays and the and the things that he commands, nobody's gonna play around with Sue. And we need that. We need a leader. Yeah, we don't too. have a leader on defense. D. Lawrence thinks he's a leader. He's a good player. He represents leadership, but he's not a leader. And Sue would have brought that. You need right now on this team discipline, whether on the offensive side or on the defensive side. You need it for the coaches, like Kellen Moore, who's scared, like the, the like the commander showed you how to play last night and how to beat a team like that. How to stick to the what, what the guy had twenty four runs for one and sixteen for the other running back? Are you serious? The guy gets away from things because he gets happy and he thinks he he, he just runs the league and wants to be pass happy. You need the you need the discipline on that side and you need the discipline on defense with the penalties and you stop the run game and you can fix a lot of problems with the Cowboys. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Anthony. Isaiah, thoughts. I didn't know you were so big on the Nick and Sue bandwagon. I yeah, didn't realize we that. talked about it last week. Um, I, because, oh, sorry, uh, he has attitude. Mm-hmm. He has attitude. You have talent on the defensive front. You don't have any attitude on the defensive front. Not in the form of the interior. I think you have guys that are that are exerting really good effort. I think you have guys that are successful at times. But when you think about. When you think about interior defense alignment, and, and this is no shot at anybody on this roster, you the teams that you don't run up the middle on are teams that got some goons. And goon doesn't just is not a reference that's just utilized on your talent and how yeah. effective you are. Goon is, is utilized when somebody got attitude. Hmm. And it's just a cat you just don't want to mess with. And I think that so he brings that. I don't know if he still got it in terms of a player. I, I mean, I don't know. But I know that he the attitude <laughs> remains, right? And, and if you could bring that to the room and teach them cats to have that edge to them and get that little nastiness, then that talent that they have, it could be utilized the proper way. I, I don't disagree with the attitude part of it. He he clearly has that. Um, I mean, there's there's levels to this. So there are dogs. Like I look at like Cubo is a dog, for mm-hmm. example. Is he um, an interstellar dog or an elite dog? <laughs> Stop this. Stop this madness. <laughs> that one got Patrick. <laughs> That's that was a good one. That was, that was a good one. You got me there. Um, but but Sue is, in fact, I mean, he is a goon. And um, now the problem is, is that can come back to bite you in the form of, guess what, penalties every once in a yep. while. You know, you might see him out there stepping on guys. Uh, and I do mean literally. <laughs> you did that in a while, no? <laughs> It's been some years. That's it. Um, I, I just wonder – why is he still a free agent? If, if he does, in fact, have – because you make a great point. Attitude – the attitude you would love to have, the nastiness, right, and, and kind of instilling some fear into the heart of opposing offenses. But the alternate point that is equally as as uh, as obvious is he's still a free agent. And there are 32 NFL teams, 31 outside of this building, and nobody he, has I, picked him up. I think up. it's a choice, man. When you get to that age – you don't. I mean, I know it's, like it's you, a choice. Yeah, you like you play. You wait to the second half of the season. I don't think he's going to be at home for much longer. Yeah, he, there's, he, there's a lot. There's, there's two teams that you, just lost defensive linemen. Could you agree that he doesn't have as many suitors as OBJ? Of course, of course. Right. So, and, yeah. Well, OBJ, you have a clear reason why he's not on the roster, and it was the injury. He would have been on a Which, training yeah, camp that's, that's roster. That's to his that, point. And that's to my point. That's to yeah. his point. And but, that's to my point. You. Dominican Sue doesn't have an injury situation that's keeping him off of an NFL but roster. What, so could it be that his play nah, is declining? It could be. Not it could there. be. It's, that's it's what a I'm chance. Saying. It's that, a chance. Okay. What I think it is, I think uh, that he's an older player. Yeah. And if I'm going to get out there and get my body beat up, I'm going to do it for opportunity to win a ring. Yeah. If you're and I can't there. tell who's going to have opportunity to win a ring until the second half of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got you got teams like Miami, lost a D lineman. You got the Chargers, lost a D lineman. Dallas needs a, a front, right? Needs needs an in, uh, impact player in the inside. So now you can see, okay, okay, okay. It's kind of it's kind of panning itself out. Okay, these teams look like they're competitors. Now let me go see who I want to go to. I, I just feel like Tampa, although they have the interstellar 
talents of Vita Vea, <laughs> they still could have used Indomitian Sue. Well, when they were together, they were right. nasty. Right. And the fact that Jesus. they saw that tandem being nasty oh. and then said this offseason, said, you know what? We're, we'll pass on you. We're good on you. Yeah. Mm. Gives you pause. Correct. Okay. Something's there. Which makes – it makes sense on the pause, but it also makes sense the reasoning. It's almost like bringing in a Jason Peters and an Anthony Barr, these veteran guys that are, are not not in their prime. They were great names John in there. Hankins. Hankins. I mean, yeah, Hankins even closer, I guess. He was never really that high-level player that a Barr and a Sue Fair enough. and a, a, a Peters at one point was. Fair enough. But this is the same kind of deal as maybe try and beef something up in the middle with a guy that you know is going to bring that veteran attitude and help yeah. the guys what, what around if it, you. What if it's a situation don't... where um, – what if – and this is just me speculating. If, if with a fifth. What, what if the Cowboys – might have some interest in adding Sue. And this is something for the listeners and the viewers to kind of swirl around in their head after the show. Mm. What if there might be some interest in Sue, but before the Cowboys go and do that, they see where things land with OBJ. And if OBJ lands here, what do those numbers look like, salary cap-wise, et cetera, et cetera? Because that's, that's the pink elephant in the room. Like, you want to make sure that you're not in a situation where you go and get Sue, maybe slightly overpaid, it woo him away from someone else, and that forces you to put less money on the table for OBJ, mm-hmm. I'd rather go for the OBJ first. If you don't get that, yeah. then you get sued. Or maybe you it's a situation where you end up with a win-win, which is obviously what everybody wants. I don't think you, you get OBJ either one on of these like cats. A, you get OBJ on like a two-year deal that gives you some more room to double back and go and get sued because the money's on the table. But eight games, you left. know. Don't uh lot, lot of time left. A lot of time left. I'm just saying don't to break the bank. I'm just saying don't ruin the turkey because you're focused on the cornbread. That's what Ooh, I'm saying. Two turkeys at the same time. Oh, we have so many Deep metaphors fried. on yeah, this smoked. show. So and many smoked. so many metaphors and similes. This is Bar son. I mean, yeah. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Uh that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had a great time with us here over the last forty five minutes. This is it, gentlemen. We're putting Green Bay behind us. Okay. We're turning the page. We're going tomorrow to break down the Dallas defense versus the Minnesota offense. If you want a high-volume, high-profile, high-intensity matchup, well, buckle up because we're previewing it tomorrow because Minnesota and that offense is coming. By the way, we are going to start a little bit earlier. (laughs) 9 o'clock is when we will get underway. So we're even even going to do it a little earlier because we're that amped about this matchup. Dallas defense, Minnesota. Minnesota offense tomorrow. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long here for Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!